This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we just finished production. That's always a good thing because we've got things to do around here. That's right, Jerry. Uh, Al Dukes was very involved. I think they got it on take six, and that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. What's up, man? No, listen, I'm, uh, I'm a team player here, and the company comes to me and says, we need you to uh, put something down on tape for digital. I'm involved, here. And by the company, we mean Izzo. Izzo, yep, because I, I will probably desperately need him at one point for something. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm going to be awesome. like, remember that stuff I did? I don't know why randomly today. I don't know what I saw where I started thinking about school lunches when we were kids. Okay. I really am not sure what I saw, but I started thinking about like... Commercial for Lunchables, maybe? No, it was something in the office. When I went back to go get a coffee, I saw something that reminded me of lunchboxes. Hmm, okay. And I started to think like, I can vividly remember taking um, food, uh, lunch to school. Sure. From grammar school in junior high and high school and how that changed over, over those years. Right. Do you recall, were you a... Buy your lunch at school. Both. Yeah. Both. Fridays or pizza days. Always got Correct. pizza on Fridays. Always, always, Same here. always. And then when I went to St. John Vianney had and still does a great lunch program where you could get sandwiches. Now they have wraps. But when yeah. I was back, when I was going there back in the early 90s, um, they had sandwiches. They had burgers. They had grilled cheese. They had fries. They had onion rings. They had fruit. And I remember I would buy more than I would bring in high school, which was different than in grammar school where I brought more than I bought. Yeah. I brought more than I bought. Yeah, in grammar purchased. school. Yeah. Grammar school had a handful, not many. The pizza was one for sure. And I I don't remember really many others that stood out to me that I would buy. I feel like in grammar school, where I went to grammar school, you either brought your lunch or you bought or lunch was you were part of the program that you bought your lunch. You didn't have the option of like oh, Mondays. We did. I didn't get that till junior high. Oh no, we did in my school. Um, we you could bring money, or you could bring your lunch. That was always the case. Yeah, I remember like everyone used to like if you didn't buy lunch and you brought a sandwich, so many people would buy the French fries. Yeah, well, I didn't see. That's funny in my grammar school, which is probably why I loved the SJV lunch because they had the fries and the onion rings every day. In my grammar school, fries were a once every two or three week thing. Oh. And when it was Friday, 
No, and I don't mean Friday. I mean French Friday. French Friday. Nobody brought their own lunch. Yeah, you're right, though. Uh, Friday being pizza. Yes. That was a, and then it wouldn't be scheduled, but but you would, on the days when they were uh, making like steakum sandwiches. Right, sure. Oh, man. A steakums? Yeah, we had we had a schedule every week of what yeah, the lunches like were, we so we knew that. if we wanted to buy that day or not. Maybe we got it. I don't recall that, but I don't also, also remember like I don't remember getting like I could get a burger every day. It wasn't wasn't like that. That was like that in high school for me, not yeah. grammar school. All that was got... a special day in, in grammar school too. Yeah, I feel like in buying food at lunch, no matter what school I was in, it, it was either the lunch of the day, or I really think it was just like the lunch of the day. Yeah. Or you brought your lunch, and then you could buy. Were you able to buy soft pretzels? Not until I think eighth grade they introduced that. They introduced soft pretzels and ice cream that you could buy an ice cream pop. Yeah. And so now the way it works is kids don't go into school with money anymore. Now you have to put money in their account, and when oh, they okay. buy something, it gets taken from your account. Well, we realized very quickly, specifically so far this September and October, that our little guy is growing, and he doesn't like to buy lunch, actually. So Kim will make him a lunch almost every day, plenty of snacks, and we have realized that every week we're getting notifications that our balance is low. And she's like, but you're bringing food. He goes, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. She went and checked. He's buying ice cream every day. (laughs) And he didn't realize that they know him. So he doesn't have to show an ID or anything. They just check it off. The, right. He just thought they were giving him the ice cream. Oh, oh smart of him. That I love the I'm, kid. But what are you thinking? If I'm getting free ice cream every day, I'm taking advantage. Yeah. So that's bets cost us an extra $10 a week, you know, $2 every day. And like, what would you bring for lunch when you would bring your lunch? Uh, my mom used to make me tuna fish all the time. Um, turkey and cheese was a big one. Always on Wonder White Bread, by the way. And peanut butter and jelly. Those three were rotated constantly. Yeah, and sometimes bologna and cheese. That was a big one in our house too back then. I never used to like. I when I was a kid, I didn't like peanut butter and jelly, and I didn't like lunch meat. So, um, so my mother would stick cheeses. My mother would fry me up Taylor ham. Oh, really? And I would eat it. Okay. Like she would wrap it in tin foil in a sandwich, so that it was wasn't cold when I ate yeah, it, yeah. but it wasn't. It certainly wasn't warm. Right. More room temperature. Yeah, room temperature. Then would you bring a soda? Wrapped in tinfoil. No, my mom used to buy us sips. Sips. Yep, that's what it was called, sips. I don't know if they're still around or not. I know there are, there are box drinks. Yeah. I don't know if sips are still around, but yeah. that's what we used to get all the time. So no soda wrapped in no tinfoil to keep it colder? No, my sister used to get the Diet Coke wrapped in tinfoil. Yeah. Me and my brother were always sips. And then a little snack? Uh, always pretzels or Doritos. And then what always. about bite-sized candy bar for dessert? No. Oh, we would do that. No. Nope, that was it. And I remember it, too. Like, that, that was, yeah, it was fun. Did you have a lunch box in grammar school? Like, I had uh, with a, the characters uh, Until I it. went to the brown bag in, like, sixth grade when I felt like I was too old. Yeah, you're a man. Though. But I had a, I had a Scooby-Doo box when I was, I think, in kindergarten or first grade. And then I went to the, I think I had a Met one and a Cowboy one. Oh, nice. Yeah. I had Scooby-Doo as well. That was my very first very one. Very popular. I had Scooby-Doo, and then I moved to King Kong. Oh, there you go. And then that was the last Where one. Where did I you had. go to Judas Priest? Uh, I wish, Jerry. Or Black Sabbath. I probably went to a bag, uh, the brown bag as well after yes. that. I think sixth grade I went to the brown bag. I'm almost certain of it. So, yeah, how about that? I don't Walk recall my, my lunch being 
having any opportunity to have anything healthy. Like you mentioned, you were able to get fruit. I don't recall that at all. That and that we did. Matter of fact, if you bought lunch in my grammar school, you were always given fruit. No one ate it, but you were given fruit for sure. But what's funny, and we talk about this nutrition and everything all the time. And so I was, I saw Funhouse posted a thing about all the people that were on the Sopranos were also in Miami vice back in the late eighties. And there was a, and, and one of the guys that made a cameo in Sopranos was Burt Young, you know, um, what the hell's his name from Rocky? Uh, oh, okay, Paulie. yeah, Paulie, yeah. Well, Burt Young in the nineteen eighties on Miami Vice looks old, and he looked old in Rocky, and then you see him in the Sopranos early two thousands look the same. So if you take 20 years off that, he was probably in his 40s, and he looked incredibly old. Yeah. So we always talk about how we eat better now and we're more active and we look better as we age. Going back as recently as when Kim and I first got married in 1999, I remember those first couple of years we lived in the townhouse. The Saturday routine was go to Dearborn Farms and Homedale and get fresh cold cuts. And this is what we would eat, no joke. Now, she wasn't into, she didn't like, she liked the turkey or ham. I like bologna. We would get a half a pound of boar's head bologna, pound of American cheese, and a pound of, or a half pound of either the ham or the turkey that she liked. So I would literally layer five, six, seven slices of bologna on white bread with two slices of American cheese, and then put either mayonnaise or mustard on it. Mayonnaise, obviously worse. She would make the same type of sandwich, but with ham or turkey, which is not nearly as bad, clearly. And then we would get the gigantic mozzarella cheeses that are in water. A big bowl. We would split the entire thing. And on top of that, we were splitting a bag of Doritos. And I think back to that, and she somehow stayed, I don't know, Alice, she stayed in shape. Like, well, she was going to the gym back then, um, so she was able to keep up with it. But I was always, ugh, no wonder. I must have had 7,000 calories at lunch. Right. And didn't think anything of it. No, I, I'm trying to think like when I became aware of eating things that would have an effect on your body. It's like, I don't know when, because I'll tell you, I was in graduate school. I do know when for me. When when was that? Uh, for real, 2006. So you were Pudgy. how old? Well, how old were you? Uh, 2006, I was 32. And then it dawned on you, like, hmm. They, yeah, well, it dawned on me because, so a couple of things happened. Number one, I was working the 5 p.m. to midnight shift, Mondays and Tuesdays, and I was taking the train to work in Astoria. So I was taking the train into Manhattan and then taking the N or the R and then switching train. I mean, right, what I know. the so hell was I was nightmare. thinking. So I was leaving work at midnight and hopping subways to get home. And I just remember there's so many characters around. I'm like, I, like, I need to learn how to fight. You know, aside from a fight here or there when you were a kid, that's when I joined, wanted to do the kickboxing and did the grappling. And literally within a month or two, felt much better about myself. Still get your ass kicked for sure. But at least you felt like you had a puncher's chance. Right. About a month or two into that, as I started to find myself getting into a little bit better shape and feeling better, I'll never forget the instructor who said, what's your diet like? And he made me write it down for him. Pop-Tarts. Hot pockets. Like, I didn't eat well. And he looked at it, and he was mortified. And I'll never never forget, he grabbed a, a red pen I'm with the two of us in the office. He's like, not eating that anymore? Nope. 
no, do you eat anything healthy? And I was like, I don't know. And he wrote down a diet for me, and it was that moment I realized, no wonder why I'm 20 pounds overweight. Right. You didn't realize. No, I, I mean, you do, but not like now. I think it used to, no, I think back then, you would assume candy, ice cream. I don't think True. you would have, would have, like to me, it never crossed my mind for food that you would eat for lunch or dinner that wasn't a dessert. That it had negative effects. Like you're right, because I wouldn't have thought eating a bowl of baked ziti and a piece of bread correct. was bad. You're right. You're right about that. That's true. You're right. I remember I was in graduate school, so I was in my twenties. And we would go to uh the group of us would go to Olive Garden where it was free breadsticks. Oh sure. With the salad. And the girls would get a side of Alfredo to dip the breadsticks in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Think about that now. What? Yeah. But no one had, it never crossed anyone's mind, like, what are we eating the here? The butter, the heavy cream, the bread, the butter that the bread soaked in before they give it to you. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. But that, I think that's what probably bothers me most about my weight gain now is that, I'm not a saint eating-wise. I mean, right, You're conscious of it, though. I'm incredibly conscious of it. And, yes, on the weekends, I really don't concern myself with it too much. During the week, I do. And yet I can't stop gaining weight. And I'm not gaining 10 pounds a week. But the fact that I'm my heaviest right now from 2012 to now, like, what the hell? And I'm, and I'm going into winter now. You know how active I was this summer with the kids? Uh-oh. Like, I'm in trouble. Right. Winter is coming, Jerry. Do you imagine if I ate now the way I ate in 2000 when I first got married? No. I, I probably weighed 230 pounds, 240, I would think. And that's a crazy thing. Like when you're around college kids or high school kids. And oh, please. They're My eating, son. Yeah, they're like eating the worst things and then they're ripped abs and like, what So Right. Hell? So Matthew has, I think, an eight pack now. I mean, he looks really good. The other day, he ate half the box of Cheez-Its. And then when he was done with that, then went in to heat up pizza. I'm like, if I ate, like, a little bowl of the cheeses, I feel horrible <laughs> about myself. He ate half the box. Yeah. And then had pizza afterwards. God, dude. Not right. Yeah. Not right. Not right. I totally forgot. I got uh, one of the sales fellas uh, looked in here while we were filming. Okay. Eddie and I, you know, Duncan brought these uh, coffee machines. Yes. They're the ones like that are in the actual Dunkin' yeah. stores that you go into where yeah. they pull the big thing out of coffee and you're making coffee for a lot of people. And they put them here at the radio station. But, of course, no one knows how to run them because we are we don't. We but, don't work at Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. They have yet, someone anyway. from they have someone from Dunkin' here today yeah. that's training Eddie and I. Nice. So all those times when we say. What other skills do we have? You can be a barista. I can go work at Dunkin'. This would be good for you. For when you open your coffee shop, you're learning how to make like yes. legit coffee for the masses. Now, my guess is uh, you pour the coffee in the thing, you slide it in, you hit the button. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would think that's They have to keep to it. it simple in order to be pumping out all this coffee. I have a dumb question. So we have all these coffee pods here from these last units that we had. There's still oh, a yeah. lot of boxes left. Is it as simple as if I boil water? Yeah. And I put one of those pods in a strainer. I put my coffee cup underneath it, and I drip the water over yeah. it. Am I making coffee? I think you're making coffee. 
That's all these machines are. That's all they do. So the Keurig, all that thing does is drip hot water. Yeah. It pops a hole through it so the hot water can drip through. Uh-huh. And on the other end, there's coffee? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's like have you ever made a pour-over coffee for yourself? No. Oh, I've done this. It's I don't good. Know what that it, is. it tastes terrific. You get uh, a filter. Yeah. And you boil water, and you get a pour-over coffee holder. It's You can buy one for like $4. You put it on top of your mug. You put the coffee in. You pour the hot water in it. It sinks out. When it sinks all the way out, you pour more hot water in it. It sinks out until you get to the amount you want. Really? Yeah. So that's all a coffee machine is. That's all it's doing. I'm pretty sure you're going to get this pretty quickly back there. It's putting hot water on Through the, the coffee ground. grinds. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Interesting. The other weird thing is, too, is like looking at, uh, I did this today when I was having a K-cup. I held it up to the light mm-hmm. to, to see the tiny amount of coffee. There's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. I know. I, I'm aware. And then you see these big containers of coffee. That There's you six see. pounds of. Yeah. Well, you know how many K-cups I can make out of that thing? Yeah, you're right. That's why I like Folgers crystals. <laughs> right. You just pour the hot water right in there. Oh, Listen, when you're desperate, days. that works, too. I, I've had the instant coffee. Many times I've had instant coffee. Yeah. Folgers crystals. That would be the one. I'll never forget. I bought I bought the, uh, we at one point, we were down in the Folgers crystals. And this was when Kim stopped working. And so I was able to pick up the slack. I was doing the voiceover work, so things were fine, and she didn't work. She didn't work for like six, seven years, I guess. Then the voiceover job went away. And boy, oh boy, did we need to start cutting some corners. Yeah. Because I didn't have the Cowboys. I didn't have Rutgers. I was doing Columbia, but that was didn't pay nearly as much. So it was a little bit of a struggle for a, probably about two years, maybe a year and a half, something like that. And I'll never forget going food shopping. I would go with a but I wouldn't let her go. Because I said, here's the deal. We're spending 130 bucks a week. That's it. Like, that's our food budget. It was me, her, and Matthew was three. We should be okay on that. Or something like that. Maybe four. And so I would go. And I remember when the Folgers Crystals ran out, and I was still drinking instant coffee at the time, I went to the supermarket, and I went to pick up the Folgers Crystals. I'm like, huh. Folgers Crystals or Stop and Shop Instant? Huh. I can save $3. Can I get the stop and shop? I went home and I poured the stop and shop into the Folgers crystal. <laughs> so anytime my dad would come over, hey, you're making a couple of instant coffee. Like, yeah, I got Folgers crystals for oh, you. What a great idea. And no one ever knew. No. It is different. Yeah. It's not that much different. Right. But it is different. A little bit. A little Folgers bit. crystals. The only time I ever did that, though. The only I, time you swapped out. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I, I did that many times and I had the same jar, but then things got better and I stopped doing that. I'm going to get the real Folgers crystals this yes. time. Yes. Correct. All right, Jerry, let's do the uh, warm-up program. Right, yeah, go. I got to go uh, get trained on the Dunkin' Machines. All right. Uh, maybe I'll make you a, a whole pot of coffee tomorrow morning, Jerry. I look forward to that. Okay. Sounds good. So, What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Be the ball. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, day after a Yankee playoff win, 501. Nice to see you. Good to see the Eddie Scazzeri. Good to see the Yankees doing what they're doing, and always great to see the one, the only. His name is Al Harrison. Dukes, what's up? Good morning, Jerry. Yes, I uh, got home from a dog walk last night. I showered myself up. I sat myself uh, in front of the TV, and here's the and thing. watched the first inning. Not true. First, I put it on. And it, I turned the TV on as that dude on the Astros was coming to bat. Oh, uh, or Alvarez. Yeah. That was tremendous. So I watched the whole inning, actually. Yeah, because that, that was the same channel the Yankees were going to yeah. be on. And when I, I put it on, it was one of those situations where I put it on and I see this blast home run. Yeah. And I thought, is this a highlight show? No, it was right. Great timing. It, it was incredible timing by me. What was fascinating, watching it. Seeing Seawald not be able to get through the inning, and you know you're, you're you're in enemy territory, and the Astros are what they are, and you know you're kind of thinking they hit the home run. The inning, I think it was the inning before this, two inning before whatever. With I think it was Bregman, and you think ah whatever, it's still seven five, whatever like seven five seven five, and then Seawald's kind of struggling through, and then you go to Ray, and it's like well that's kind of weird, especially when. I saw on Twitter someone posted his numbers against the Astros, which were horrendous. And I get it's lefty on lefty, but you're thinking, oh, this is not going to, this is not setting up well. And then first pitch, foul ball, second pitch, see ya, ball game over, guts to goes. <laughs> Blasted. That, like, like a... that could ruin the series for Seattle. Yeah. You know, that could Bones be that. move. Would you be, and, you know, they do a nice job with Verlander. They have a big lead. You're thinking, it's kind of like, they got done to them what they did to the Blue Jays the other day. Yeah, I don't understand why, like, when the playoffs come, teams completely change their way they've been doing things all year. So it's like they'll throw a starter out there as a reliever. My, what, what are we doing? My guess is, well, not my guess. It's it's the games are so important. Like, this is a five-game series. Winning that game, I really do believe, is going to be the difference between them having a chance to win the series and they probably they could get swept now. They're a good team, so maybe they won't, but you get the point. And now they're down one game to none in a game. They should be up one game to none. And so, like I said, Seawald wasn't great. So I guess Service is thinking, all right, let's go lefty on lefty. We just need one stupid out. That didn't work out so good. It was lefty on lefty crime, Jerry. I hate to see that. That was cool, though. It really was. Like, the moment was you see the kid crying. Yes. That was the whole, I don't, the whole setup was kind of neat. Yeah, see the little, little kid crying in the stands. I'm like, I didn't think kids cared about baseball. Kids do care. You don't care about baseball. It. No, no, I'm saying the numbers would tell you. They always hear, oh, baseball's the young people don't watch baseball. They watch highlight packages only. They're not. But that kid was into it. He was into it. And then, boom, right into Yankee yeah. pregame. I got Bob Costas. I got uh, Ronnie Darling. It felt like two guys I knew, Jerry. 
I think Ron got enough chance to talk. Bob and Bob loves to talk. Not only that, the first, you know, inning or two, all he's doing, I feel like, is just reading stats. I agree. That's all I, I do. It, I could not agree. That's exactly what it sounded it's like. It's like, here's me. Garrett Cole. He's a, this. He does this. Two out of three times, he'll do this. Yeah, like, it's too, I agree. It's too much. Yeah, too much. I totally agree with you. Yeah, but... Uh, Listen, the Yankees did what the Yankees were supposed to do. Do you want to hear his call of the Rizzo home run? Yes. I'll give you that. I think that's all we have in here. Let's see. This mm. is Bob Costas. I'll give, I'm going to give a you a dope MC. Yeah, I'll give you two Bob Costas ones. You want the goofy one or you want the home run first? Which one would you give like? Give me goofy first. All right. So this is, and I know they have, let me be very clear. They have to do this. This is Bob Costas and Lauren Shahadi. She's the sideline reporter. You figure out what's going on. Now, you know, big sellout crowd here, but we weren't 100% sure this game was going to be played tonight. And for more, it's shocking. Here's Lauren Shahadi. Guys, thank you so much. Wild stuff. Here's what we know. Apparently, one of the stars of HBO's House of the Dragon has decided to take in a ball game here in the Bronx. Officials are hopeful that the Dragon won't breathe fire during game play, but we'll see if he complies. By the way, House of the Dragon is streaming on HBO Max if you want to check it out. Back to you. You know, I kind of feel... <laughs> that is terrible. Now, again, I understand they have to do that. I, I, I get it. But Ooh. he's got to be thinking, I'm Bob Costas. Yeah, what, what, what is, is this, this garbage? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I'm the pro. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. That is terrible. Now I will give you the the Rizzo. The only one I have is the Rizzo home run call. Good call. But stop talking. Let Ron say something. All right, let me hear this one. A high drive to right. Back goes Gonzalez to the wall. It's out of here. Spike Lee loving it. Yankee dugout loving it. Sellout crowd loving it. Quantrill not so much. 4-1 New York. He did give him some space there. Fine. He never jumped in. Yeah, but you don't know. He could be like, he could have his yeah. hand up. Do not, <laughs> you not, do not speak here, Ronnie, darling. <laughs> That's a weird spot for Ron, too, because you don't know if he's finished with the call. Is he not right. finished with the call? So, it's fine. Whatever. So, uh, 4-1, Yankees take game one. Now, Garrett Cole did let up a home run early. Solo home run not going to kill you, though. Exactly. Solo home run not going to kill you. That's all right. Then the Yankees did make, you know, a a handful of mistakes here that we won't even really, because they won it, they're not a big deal. Not going to care about? Yeah, but had they lost, man, we could have pointed to a couple of things. Josh Donaldson? Josh Donaldson hitting that ball off the top of the wall. Let me ask you something. Thought it was a goner. All kidding aside. Yeah. I always thought if it hit the top of the fence, it was a home run. Yeah. I didn't realize that that wasn't. Clearly, he didn't know the rule either, or he thought it was in the crowd. I know John thought it was. John called it a home run. Oh, he did? Yeah. I'll play that for you. And I I, I don't fault him on this because it really did look like a home run. I think if there's a white line at the top. That's different. You're right. There's no, there's they no have white designations line here. in yeah. like Oakland and other places like that. I know. I thought if it sat on top of the fence, though, it was it was out, but clearly not. And the pitch swung on, hit in the air to right field toward the wall. She is gone. Josh Donaldson. Now they have him trapped between first and second, and he's tagged out. Tell me, Susan, I, what did I miss? Did you I, missed what everyone else missed. It looked like a home run. Yeah. 
I guess his mistake there was not. I was not looking at the umpire with the. I don't. I don't know. I. I've watched it so many times this morning. It looks like a home run. Yeah. Then he just gets caught. Yeah. Between first and second and tagged out. My goodness. You had that. You had the Connor Falefa error in the first Which inning. Which could have led to something. It didn't. It didn't. It was a very lazy type of play for him. You're right. You had Aaron Judge doing nothing, Jerry. Three Hopefully strikeouts. He did strike out three times. He did. That would have come back to hurt them. But that's all. And not, not that not that big a deal. And Garrett Cole got himself out of a couple jams. He did. Which was nice to see. And he struck out eight batters. See, and that's what I was that was the point I was making yesterday with Sal. And I understand Sal killing me for uh, dismissing the home runs because I mentioned it about DeGrom as well in Atlanta. You can be really good and have a couple of bad pitches and it just ruins everything, but it doesn't mean you weren't really good. Cole was good last night. You know what? He he went out and gave you what you needed. One run got you into the seventh inning. The bullpen is depleted, so they kind of needed him to get at least into the seventh. And he did a nice job. And then they went to Loisaga, Peralta, and Holmes. Yeah, and Loisaga is my favorite. And we were talking about yesterday. We we're talking about is Efros going to be the closer? And then we find out at uh, noon. Yeah, he's got a Tommy John surgery. Yeah, so he's what? Well, okay, I had no. I had no idea. And no DJ LeMahieu for this series. Yeah, I was I was a little bit surprised by that, but not. I mean, Aaron Boone kind of set us up for that over the weekend, saying we'll see. Toe still swollen, but I still was a little surprised. If for nothing else, just to have his bat in a pinch hitting situation. But make yeah, whatever, it's fine. They I got thought, enough. I thought the fans were really into it. Yeah. Like it looked cool. They were chanting yeah. the whole time. You know, there was a luck. I was really locked in on this fellow right behind home plate. You know who I'm talking about, I right? think so, yes. He was, uh, you know, he had like a beard, a mm-hmm. white beard. His white hair was kind of all over the place. <laughs> he looked like a time traveler. It's like Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. He looked like uh, someone from the Gold Rush era. Mm, maybe, well, maybe he was from that HBO Max show. Who knows? Right. Who knows? And I even went to Twitter and be like, someone on Twitter has got to be t- take a pic, you know, being locked in on this guy. I didn't, didn't see anything. See Why didn't you? You could have been the first. Because I was like, my luck, I'll say, like, I'm locked in on this guy. I'll be, oh, really? Because that guy's on, he's dying. And uh, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, great. I just tweeted. <laughs> I know, I know. This poor fellow. He also kind of reminded me of Jim Carrey's The Grinch if his hair was, wasn't was right. green. Okay. But I was locked in on him. I was like, man, this this guy's got some solid seats, too. He's right behind home plate. Kind of like back in the day when you'd be locked in on Craig <laughs> behind home yeah. plate. Yeah, and I couldn't tell, like, strikes. by my depth perception, whether he was with the guy was next to him or the guy was next to him mm. but behind a row. I was very confused, Jerry. See what you find yours. How many innings did you actually watch live? Um, When did the Cole give up the home run? For third inning? Third inning. Okay, then I watch two innings live. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I want to get a, a feel, Jerry, for what was going on. Mm-hmm. That I came in this morning, read you watched all my your stories. highlight package. You're good I watched to go. the ten minute highlight package, which is very comprehensive. Yes. So now I'm locked in, and you're ready to rock. And I'm ready to rock. Yankees Jerry. in three. What are we thinking? I don't know. They look pretty dominant. Now you were worried about this uh, Bieber fella. Who Bieber? Yes. Shane, I'm not worried about him. That well, just that he's very good. Yeah. But we got Nestor. Not Correct. Me, I'm a Mets you got fan, Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, I'm not saying the Yankees are going to lose this game. All I was saying was I thought game one was really important because you had Bieber coming back in game two. 
And not that the Yankees wouldn't have won game two and evened up the series, but all of a sudden you go down one game to none, and then you've got Bieber ahead of you. I mean, you could make the case things get a little tight. Yeah, yeah. But you're up one game to none. I mean, what's Eh. you lose, you lose. But I think with Cortez going, I expect them to come out and win again tomorrow night if they even play. Yeah, I want uh, no contingency plans for that. No, uh, by Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bob Costas was even confused by the why there was an every other day. It doesn't situation. make sense. Like, if you're going to do an every other day thing, then why did you play all four games yesterday? Right, like, you would have had something a nice standalone today game. Yeah, it, I don't understand the whole. Line. Well, they're playing two games. The National League games are being played today. Oh, but why not do three yesterday? I don't know. I, I, the whole thing makes no sense to me, but whatever. One of the other things early on that stood out to me was how casual Rizzo is at first base. Oh, he's tremendous. How about that line That's drive that he caught? Yes. And he's just like, hmm, I got it. Like that first inning, smoking line yep. drive at him. I thought the same thing. And I was, I thought, like, this guy's heartbeat probably didn't even no, he's used to it. go up. I mean, do you think Keith Hernandez or Don Mattingly would have flinched at a play like no, that? But Will Clark? They just looked so relaxed. Because they are. It's it's like the outfield. We had this conversation about the outfielders last month. Oh yeah, uh, they just casually the balls <laughs> hit a mile high. They just kind of stroll over. They put the glove up. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. No problem. Meantime, you know, we look like we're doing running running in circles, and we don't know where we're going. Right. Even the whole time that ball's in the air, and the outfielders like slowly, casually getting into it. In my head, I'm thinking, what is this guy thinking right now? Because you have so much time to think, don't drop the ball, don't drop the ball, don't no, no, drop the ball. No, that's what you think. Right. That's not what they think. They think, come here, ball. Come here, ball. Okay, got it. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Is it over my head? Oh, don't don't miss it. Don't Boomer's going to kill me. Yes. That's what you think. Too much time to think when it's a that's sky high ball. That's not what they think. Yeah, I guess they want. They literally, when you tell the kids you want the ball hit to you, yeah. most kids are like, no, we don't. <laughs> These guys want the ball hit to them. And you know the kids that do want the ball hit to them are going to be really good players. Oh, and then Harrison Bader had a home run, Jerry. Yes. And as they pointed out many times, uh, he's, uh, I guess, from the, the Bronx area. Yes, yeah. we have heard that. Well, and, he's uh, from he's from uh, this the town that uh, Pete, uh, Car- well, not Pete Carroll, what's his name? <laughs> P. Diddy. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, Brandon and Tiki's producer. Oh, Pete, Pete Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh, right, right, right. Pete, I, so I went Pete Carroll. <laughs> you went Pete Carroll. I went P. Diddy. Pete Hoffman. Pete Hoffman. That's where he lives. Is in East Chester. That's where Harrison Bader played. Oh, okay. And Harrison Bader did a um, a clinic for his team in the Little League this offseason when he was still with the Cardinals. And he put on a clinic last night, Jerry. He was good. Well, listen, we know he's a good outfielder. That's yeah. never been a – he's just never been a great offensive player in his short time in the bigs. Last night, a home run. We have a new John call, which I will play for you at 625. Yeah, I went to, I looked uh, in the sports betting app uh, situation last night because I think I have like $3 left because of my terrible betting on football. <laughs> and I was like, who could I? And I didn't do it, but, and I'm glad I didn't because I was like, I'm going to pick a guy to hit a home run who's got enormous oh, Bader would have been a good him. one. Trevi- I was looking at Trevino. Okay. And uh, so I still might eyeball that for one of these games. Then why series. not? I like betting on a guy that you don't think is not going to. You would have got great odds on Bader last night, for sure. So, all right, well, maybe you can turn that $3 into $4 later tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry, anything's possible. Uh, Anything's possible. All right, we'll take a quick break. Quarter after five. Everybody's here, as opposed to yesterday when when CeeLo was late. 
Um, quick break. When we come back, more on the Yanks. We got the Mets. We got the football. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Five twenty-two. We're having a party, just like the groundhogs are having a party on my deck right now, back at home, as the cameras just showed me. Several of them. I should, you know, I should, I should photograph them and put them in the calendar next year. Uh, the groundhog calendar. Oh my God! Groundhogs and raccoons. It's unbelievable. Gina and I were discussing your groundhogs yesterday. You want to come shoot them? I'm kidding. I'm joking, everybody. I'm trying to do this the right way, humanely. We were only because uh, Gina's uh, friend is an exterminator. And uh, she's going to come visit uh, your home to see. But she doesn't exterminate them. No, she, she, comes and she relocates re- them. Correct. She's very into, like, doing things the right way, yes. all that stuff. We'll be meeting her Friday. But then Gina and I were thinking, like, you know, what? Gina wanted to know, like, what is the harm the gray, the, Here's the they're harm. doing? They're just, as she no, quote said, hold on, listen to how she put it. They're just living their best life under Jerry's <laughs> shed. And I was fine with it. Yeah. Until I saw them start tunneling near the house That's and by the I foundation said. of the house. Now I'm panicked. Right. Because the last thing I need is them screwing up the foundation. And many people have told me when you start to see tunnels near the house, you got to get rid of them. Then if they would have stayed back there, I was fine. And I have been for about a year. It's enough now. Then I was wondering if the uh, groundhogs tell their friends that they're living. They're like, does a groundhog tell another groundhog? You ever listen to F.A.N.? You know that guy, Jerry? I'll tell you what. I do play it in the shed sometimes. You know that guy, Jerry? We live under a shed. No, it's nice. No, he is good. No, he is is a nice guy. Yeah. No, he's been terrific with us. He lets us live under the shed. I I am scared to know how many things are under there. From this standpoint, I saw a raccoon go under there the Mm -hmm. other day. I've seen multiple groundhogs go under there, and yesterday I saw a bunny go under there. It's like Jumanji under yeah. the shed. <laughs> it's like a UN of uh, rodents living oh under your shed. God, it is. Br- there might probably mice under there too, oh, yeah. unless they're being eaten by the by the groundhog and the the raccoon. Oh yeah, and I did see two houses down from me yesterday. They had a rodent person there. Is that right? And oh. the, on the on the van was yes. pictures of raccoons and groundhogs. <laughs> so this is. Going on all over the neighborhood right now. What about this, Jerry? You get a boa constrictor and just put them on under the shed. I'm going to pass on that. I, eat it, I eat have all. contemplated the idea of a dog. If you could run into a dog that's scared of uh, right, <laughs> scared of those. But things. everything I read is that dogs will scare them away. Oh, okay, but I don't know that to be true. And I'm the last thing I need is to start waking up and walking the dog and right. going out with the dog, and then the, the cats don't like the dog. I, it's enough. Yeah. What if the dog befriends the? Groundhogs. How about this? I'm just knocking everything down. Knock it all down. Knock Jerry. it all down. Start Wide first. open backyard. Who needs a shed? Just get every, get rid of everything. That is interesting what you said about the neighbors. Like, you can see what's going on in your neighborhood based on the trucks marked yes. outside people's houses. Oh, absolutely. Like, I saw the guy across the street from me yesterday. He had a, um, what do you call it, a lawn guy there. So I'm like, oh, he's taking care of his grass. It's yeah. very nice. And then the guy from down the block from me is taking care of rodents. I'm going to have a rodent person there on Friday. I saw an electrician parked in front of my neighbor's house. A very strange name for an electrician, I thought. Hmm. Aggressive electricity (laughs) or something like (laughs) aggressive electricians. They're very aggressive. Good. That seems like the people you'd like. Come in, get it done quickly, aggressively, get out. I wonder if the groundhogs know that you're contemplating, you know, moving them north. 
Uh, I think that they have a sense that I'm you not do. happy hmm. because every time I see them now, I go running at them. You, oh, I see. So they're, they're, they're a no, you're not like letting them oh, relax. I'm telling you. Hmm. Tough, right. man. That is tough. It's tough being a groundhog, Jerry. They got to live somewhere, too. Yeah, well, up north, not here. Not here. Right. In the woods. Yes, that perfect. In the woods. Two interesting injuries, baseball injuries, keeping uh, pitchers out of uh, the playoffs. One Astros reliever, Phil Maton. Yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, nailed it, Jerry. I don't know. He is out of the playoffs because he punched the locker after giving up a hit to his brother in a meaningless game against the Phillies at the end of the season. Yeah, that happens. He needs surgery. Yeah, it sucks. Like, he's going to have to go under Mm -hmm. for surgery Yeah, because he punched the locker after a game... In a meaningless game. Yeah, it happens. People are nuts. It happens. I remember Tom Petty punched a, a wall when he was angry. and I did too. Brick wall. Sh- shattered his hand and he had to get all that. You Did you need I, surgery? I didn't, but I clearly broke something. <laughs> you just, a brick wall. Yes. Yes, that is correct. Hmm. I was having an argument with somebody. How'd that go? Uh, not well. Not well. And you know what's amazing is how your hand doesn't hurt in the moment. And then, like, five, six, seven minutes later, you're like, what the hell did I just do? Right. Yeah. So, I like, I understand. He's, I mean, I'm just looking at his numbers. Whatever. They're not, they're not going to miss him. <laughs> I hate to say it that way, but. Yeah, but it's just strange, like. Oh, absolutely. The I David s- Robertson one is, is, is more interesting to me. Yeah, that's the weirdest one. That, so, one, that sucks. So, he's on the Phillies. Correct. And he. Heard his strained his calf jumping in the air celebrating a Bryce Harper home run. So now I will take you back to the, hell? the summer of 1991. 91. I was playing where I was. Yeah, I was uh, playing summer league baseball for St. John Vianney. I was a junior, going to be a senior, and I hit a home run. Then came into the dugout. We were all jumping up and down. Partially tore my Achilles. From celebrating from your jumping home run. up and down, that is true. That was the end of my summer league. It's unbelievable. Yes, it does. So it does happen. I feel for him because been there, done that. Now he's got a lot more at stake than I do. But I mean, it was weird. I did finish the game because there was no way I was going to admit to it. Yes, yeah, and it hurt. And I remember, I my dad drove me home, and he's like, "What? The, you're limping a little bit." So I told him right to the hospital, partially torn Achilles. What do they do for that? Rest, Jerry? Just rest? That was, I was put in a walking boot. Oh. That looks impressive. That and looks then. Like did something cool. Actually, no. I think I was in a cast, actually. Because when the cast came off, I had to, like, retrain the Achilles. Like, it hurt like hell to move my foot up and down. So, I think that one was actually a cast. The walking boot might have been when I broke my ankle. You don't I don't ex- remember. You don't expect a professional baseball player, though. To get a strained calf Why? celebrating a home run. How come? I don't know. I feel like they're World-class in... athletes tear their have hamstring issues just running to first base. Yeah, why is that? They're wound too tight. And in fairness, David Robertson's 37, 38, 39, whatever he is. He's not a young man anymore young in the me. game. Not in the game. Not in baseball. It's not young. So he tore his calf. All right. So he's out the whole That's another thing, thing I did. Jesus, God. You were very injury prone, oh, it sounds I, like. I, well, I've always told you. What haven't I done injury-wise? When I was doing the uh, the kickboxing, I stepped back for a kick, and my right calf popped and got swollen. 
did the pump other, the calf muscle. Did the other guy go right for the leg, right for the calf muscle? No. To I, attack it? No, I left. Oh. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I thought the guy's like, he's weakened. His calf muscle's out. Let me kick, kick no. him right there. And it was training. It wasn't. Work the leg. I wasn't actually sparring. Oh, it wasn't a competition? No. The only injury I suffered sparring was when the guy hit me with a roundhouse right upside the head, and I was concussed <laughs> for a week. I mean, that was. Never even saw it. Never saw the kick. That was crazy. Two more off the field injuries I'd like to discuss with you, Jerry. Oh, two more in baseball? Uh, no, oh. as these are uh, this is our injury segment. Okay. Uh, Remember when Steve Cohen had that injuriesreport.com, Eddie? Oh, he was gonna like that was gonna be his big. Uh, no, that was that was his big business for a while. Really? Because it was the start of fantasy football, and so and before the internet really became anything. So he had an in with like every NFL team. So he would get like the in the game day injury report, and he would come on with Francesa on the NFL now, and you would get the exclusive Steve Cohen injury report. And then at the end, he would pop his newsletter that he would sell you, and it was all about injuries, huh. and it was for fantasy football. It was brilliant. He made one million dollars and retired. He, uh, well, he didn't retire, but he's running serious sports, so all he's right. doing all right. Good for a good for him. Yeah. Uh, the man that was shoved to the ground, Jerry, by oh, this is embarrassing. By Devontae Adams, uh, has filed a police report. I know, and I love it. I know. Hey, you got to hold these guys accountable. I'm with this All guy. Right, police report. Come on. A police report. He Pretty got much. shoved down as uh, on purpose by Devontae I, Adams. Listen, horrible what he did. Horrible what he did. Please. And now he's injured. Stop. He's not injured. My back hurts. I don't believe that. My neck hurts. He my back and my neck. He, he assumed the risk. He broke the law. He ran on the field. He gets what's coming to him. No, 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 no. no. This is the credentialed guy, Devontae Adams. You're, Devontae you're talking Adams. about the not Monday the Night Football thing. Like, no, no, yeah. no. You're talking about Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. That's his right. way off the field. He shoves the this guy. He's a credentialed media member. Clearly on videotape. I was terrible. I agree. Lawsuit. Yeah. Love it. I'm That's normally not, not one for cheapo lawsuits. I don't like this. I like this one. I don't. I do not. I'm with Jerry. I do not. Sack up. Come on now. Yeah, just come on. You know. Stop. I I, I agree. It was crappy. I am not. I'm not. You know, uh, excusing Devonte Adams. I think he should be fined heavily at some point. And by heavily, I don't mean hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he should have to write out a check to the league to go to some charity, and he should. But come on. This guy probably Stop. was like. Selino and Barnes. Injury attorneys. Injury attorneys. Terrible. But the other one that Eddie referenced and thought I was talking about, the guy with the pink smoke bomb. He should go to jail. He ran out of Monday Night Football. He got leveled by Good. the Rams. Yeah. Good. He's now in concussion protocol. Don't care. He should go to jail. Good. I don't care. That is not safe, and that is a terrible precedent to set. Yeah. Well, he's under concussion protocol. Good. Jerry. I hope that's in jail in orange in an orange shirt. And now I like that the precedent is that it's cool that if you run on the field, the players can just waylay you. Yeah, kick their ass. Now his doctors, his con- concussion doctors said, Jerry, he's not allowed to protest for two to three weeks because of the, his the concussion. He's in concussion protocol. They have it for protesting too. Mm-hmm. He's got an injury, so. Got a feel for that guy. No? I don't. <laughs> Not even remotely. They said that was a good try, though. While resting, he's only allowed to uh, uh, do his protesting via the internet. He's gonna just you know. How much have, time you work on this? I'm just now. <laughs> on the fly. <laughs> on the fly. This is an on the fly report. Right. Next time they're gonna put that stupid thing on his head. 
that the quarterbacks have to wear yeah. during practice. <laughs> Please, if you're going to run on the field with pink smoke bombs, make you, you should wear a helmet. You imagine that memo on Roger Goodell's desk. Both of these two. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, someone's uh, filed a rep- police report against Devontae Adams and the guy that got leveled with the pink smoke bomb running onto the field on his own uh, is now in concussion protocol. yeah, Don't care. Hmm. That's what you get. He's lucky he didn't break a leg. I would reach out to Tua Tagovailoa if I was that guy and be like, hey, man. Or Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You guys or anybody talk, else. You guys want to talk about concussions? Because I got one now thanks to the Rams. Yeah. Well, his happened during a game. This guy's shouldn't have happened. I think that guy Tough. was protesting pigs or something. Right? About uh, the treatment of pigs. Yes, correct. I believe so. They do say pigs are very smart animals. Yeah. And yet, look and, what we do to them. And we shouldn't eat them. I don't disagree with that, but this is a conversation I've had with you many times. Yeah. Quick break, 535. When we come back, we will get into something else. Uh, Then Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock on the fan. Cheryl Crow. Yes, sir. How about that? 541. Cheryl Crow on a Tuesday on the fan in New York. Uh, it's Alan Jerry. We'll take you to the top of the hour. Boomer and Geo return. I was wrong. They were not getting massages yesterday. They were playing golf. So oh, good okay. for them. That's kind of cool. Uh, Jerry, who would you give the star of the game to from last night? That's a good question. Would you um, go Garrett Cole? Would you go Rizzo? Hey, Rizzo. Rizzo. Um, no, it wouldn't be Rizzo. They, they were winning already 2-1. I wouldn't go Rizzo. And they took the lead on a sack fly, not going there. How did the Yankees tie it? Oh, Bader home run. Yeah, yeah. Tied it. I, I, probably you give it to Bader. Garrett, you know, probably Garrett Cole. Got to go Garrett I Cole. I think so, yeah. It's only gave up the one run. You can make, you know, Bader made a nice play in the outfield, hit the home run. You could make a case for him. But I will, I will go Garrett Cole. All right. And hey, Garrett Cole, good for you. And I saw CC Sabathia throughout the first pitch. Nice. And Nick Swisher running onto the field. That was kind of cool. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah. There was actually a funny. What was he doing? He was just. So he sprinted onto the field to kind of <laughs> get things going. And there was, a, I would say, a funny. I like the clip from, uh, what's his name? Cole. Um, he didn't want any part of the Swisher thing and throw off his routine. But, I mean, this guy, he's got some way with words. I uh, I was I'm, I was in the tunnel during the you know, the festivities with the lights and stuff because that was just that's not i don't want to be doing that like me walking in or you know with like swisher running around so i was like i just got my stuff done out of the way early so like i didn't because you know no like no good not good (laughs) Uh, festivity of lights The festivity of lights that went down. Oh, man. No, I I do understand that having a routine and not wanting to get it screwed up by Nick Swisher running all over the place. And they did. And they opened. That's how they opened the broadcast, too, with the whole, you know, his sign when he was a kid and Yankee fan. And here he is on the mound in October again. Gary Cole had a Yankee fan sign. Yes. You don't remember that story as a child. No, I remember. I remember seeing a picture. Yeah. Of somebody who then went to the Yankees That's who had him. decided. I didn't know. Now, Harrison Bader was a Yankee fan, too, from the area, and he talked yeah. about that. But Cole is the one, is, and they had the sign when they signed him. Remember? Right. They, they brought the sign up. Yankee fan now, Yankee fan in the future, yeah. Yankee fan forever. Something, I, I don't remember exactly what it is, but something like that. Yankee and fan so for life. They showed that was part of the open on TBS. All right. Game. 
Now, uh, here's an odd story for you, Jerry, on this. Uh, uh, what are we on? It's a glorious Wednesday. Wednesday? Wednesday morning? Uh, the uh, the Giants, New York Giants, uh, they were over in London this uh, past uh, Sunday. Yeah. Beat the Packers. Beat them right in their faces. Yes, they did. Uh, but their punter, Jamie Gillen, is still in London. He is. Because of a passport issue. Correct. Now, they do expect this will get all worked out and he'll be punting on Sunday. Yeah. When they play the Ravens. Yeah, but I, 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 I was like, what is it? So I guess he came over to this country on a, on a visa with his dad. Yeah, and a so, NATO visa with his dad, whatever yeah. that is. But I'm surprised that this wasn't all worked out before they made the trip to be able to get there and come back. Correct. I don't understand how that is. So he's, he's Scottish, Jerry. He's from Scotland. And he was in the U.S. initially on a NATO visa with his father. And then when he got to be employed by the NFL, he needed to change that over to a work visa. He did not. Do you think he's in a, like a prison cell out no, over there? No, I don't think he's in this hotel room waiting for them to sort it out. I don't know. But, but for real, how is that not figured out prior to them going? Uh, that I don't know. And this is not on the Giants organization, but I'm sure there's someone that's in char- that was in charge of all this, the traveling party. It's on him. Right. And it's on Gillen. Right. They got to go to that guy. Um, has anyone here ever committed a crime in London that you're going to be stuck in there for? Or have a bad visa situation? Or I would like to think you would have tried to figure all this out yeah, prior to. Prior to. But he'll get back and it'll be what it is. I hope so, Jerry, because right now he's in a London jail. Yeah. He's not in the jail. Stop doing that. Being guarded by those guys with the he's not hats. In, he's not a Buckingham Palace. Yeah, Buckingham he's not Palace. in jail. He's in, in jail. a beautiful hotel. And he's probably getting room service, you know, morning, noon, and night. He's fine. Do you think they've provided him a place to practice punting while he's out there? Maybe. I hope so. Uh, maybe. Or he's going to be very rusty come uh, Just go to a park. Sunday. And start bombing <laughs> punts 60 yards. That would be some sight, actually. That would be great. That would be funny. Hey, look at this guy. And people just think he's just a regular guy in the park punting the well, ball. Well, have you ever seen a regular guy try and punt the ball? Yes, it's It goes literally 12 yards, and you think, all right, that wasn't terrible. Then you realize when you count off the distance of the line of scrimmage, you punted at one yard. <laughs> or it goes off the side of your foot, and it goes whoop, right oh, to the terrible. right. And then these the guys left. come up and literally punt at 60 yards, add the 12 yards on top of it. They're kicking at 70-plus yards. It's ridiculous. With guys diving at your legs. My God, it really is something. Diving for balls. Yeah. Uh, Ron Rivera had to apologize and said he did apologize to Carson Wentz. Yeah, well, we played those clips yesterday. That was stupid. For him saying that the difference between Washington and the rest of the NFC East is the quarterback position. Yeah, he was blatantly wrong on this. Yeah. Uh, Now, he did it address it in a team meeting as well, which Carson Wentz called really cool. All right. Great. So they seem... To be uh, back in lockstep, Jerry. Did he also say the message walking out the door to Wentz was, please stop sucking? Uh, he, they did not mention that. I did not see it, but I didn't read the full article. Yes. So it was possible that was the, the buried down Very strange the situation, though, because yeah. to when, when CeeLo played the clip yesterday, when they basically say, why is the rest of the league having success and you guys are not league, the division, having success and, well, you guys aren't. And he goes, quarterback? Yeah. Like, Ouch. I mean, meantime, you got Daniel Jones, who's been maligned more than any quarterback in that division. And I would a different think. coordinator every year. Different coach, different coordinator. I mean, it, that's not been a consistent situation. Yes, Cooper Rush has been in the Cowboys system, but he played he one playing. game before this year. So that's not really fair. And Jalen Hurts has been there five minutes. He's outstanding for sure. 
but it's not like he's a 10-year veteran. Right. Carson Wentz has been around the block. Figure it out. Well, now they figured it out. They're all happy now. You stink. Maybe that's it. Ron Rivera? Well, I don't know. Hmm. It's an organization that can't get out of their own way. Right. That's what he should have said when they go, what's the difference between the Washington and the rest of the NFC East? He should have said head coach. That would have been the That's proper thing. And you know what? A lot of the guys say it starts with me. Right. That's what that he should have said. And what, I like Ron Rivera. That's what Mike Tomlin did yes. this week. He said, starts my fault. He's right. He's, He's not they wrong. They got their butts kicked. It's him and the GM assembling a, not a good team. I saw that was the biggest Steelers beatdown in a really long time. Yeah, they got they, their ass kicked. They lost. Uh, and it could have been worse. Uh, yeah, it was maybe something like. It was the, 38-3. Yeah, in the early 90s, they lost like 51-9, to nine, I think. To Boomer Esiason and the <laughs> Bengals. He lit them up. Yeah. Oh, it's, the funny thing about Washington where he doesn't take the responsibility and puts it on the quarterback is even when Washington has been good in recent times, they're not really. No. You, don't, you don't really think that they have a chance to do anything. They're at best they get to get a wild card. Well, they won the division a couple of years ago. They did do that. win the division that was, well. I think they won the division the year to Heineke played quarterback against well, Brady. Taylor. Where's that guy? And the Bucks. Um, where's that guy? Yeah. Is he still there? I have no idea. He's Taylor Heineke. That don't impress me much. He was pretty good. He was. I don't know. To be quite honest I with you, I'm not sure. I watching that dude. I'm not sure. Now, Maybe Tom, he's probably hurt. Who knows? Tom Brady continues to do his uh, radio show with the boring Jim Gray and Larry Fitzgerald. And uh, <laughs> they are now, you know, kind of creeping into uh, personal life stuff. Right. A little bit. Not much. But uh, Tom Brady said of, of life right now, quote, there's things I'm going through in my 40s and it's life. Yeah. And a lot of things. Physically. Yeah. Emotionally. Right. Family wise. Right. It's a lot. Team's not great. They're he not does, bad. They're not great. He is the guy who looks like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Well, he's Tom Brady. Right. We expect so much you of him. You expect a lot from him. And he came back for this. Yes. If it's going to cost you your marriage, you better win the Super Bowl. I don't disagree that you better win the division and your your ass better be in the playoffs. You never win the Super Bowl, but you better make some waves in the playoffs. Yeah. Don't go one and done with a bad offensive line and you're getting your ass kicked. Right. And then you're going to sit back and say, I did that for this. I keep seeing, like, I, I'll read all the articles, like, in the New York Post and stuff about Tom Brady and Giselle going to Faith Healers. And a, and then in every one of the articles, they put, like, up a photo collage of uh, Tom Brady and his family. It's so sad. It is sad. It's like the whole thing's disintegrating. Anytime someone goes through this, yeah. something like this, it's sad. Of course, especially most most notably because of the kids. Right. If you don't have kids, whatever. Two people, you go your separate ways. It's sad for five minutes. You move on. In this case, this is hard. And I don't mean five minutes. I'm exaggerating. Right. You're when you have kids right. involved. Kids involved. Man, that is tough. Right. So now Tom Brady's going to go to, he he has uh, one one child with uh, Bridget Moynihan. Right. And now this situation where that's well, going to be. He's got three a... kids, correct? Or is it two with Giselle? I, thought it was I know a, he's got a daughter and a son. Yeah. Is I, it just two? I think it's just the two. So he's got three kids total. Total, yeah. Got it. But he's complicating life now. Yeah. Well, he never got married to Bridget Moynihan, though. Right. So that, it's still complicated, but maybe not as much. They said slightly. When, when he met Giselle and they were interested in each other, he told her, I, uh, 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 there's a woman who's pregnant with my child That's right I do now. remember that, yes. Yeah. But they weren't together. They weren't together, right? Correct. 
And he had a kid. And he had a child. And there we go. And now it's over. Man. At least it looks like it's it over. It does. Doesn't Sad. mean it is. It doesn't mean it is. Right. The problem is he I I don't get the sense he's interested in his life after football. Like this whole announcing thing and going and being like a spokesperson and he wants to play. He does want to play. Well, maybe he can give us another five years. Sign up. Get to 50. <laughs> Let Let's me ask do you this something. before we go to break. Have you watched any of their games? Mm-hmm. Does he look any different? No. No. He still can throw it. He still moves well enough. He still sees the defense great. He's got the same fire. The dude's 45. Jeremy, it's amazing. Yesterday, uh, or Monday, I think you played the clip of Tom Brady saying he doesn't. When they asked, like, did you think there was a roughing the pass yes. play on you? And he said, I don't throw the yeah, flag. Yeah, I don't throw the flag. I don't know if this was a separate interview where somebody else also asked about it. And he said, I don't throw the flags. I throw tablets. Yes, he did say that. <laughs> that was, I think that was in the press conference That's later on. Something like that. That's that, a good one, Tom. That was funny. He couldn't find one. All right, we're to take a break. 553. Boomer and Geo coming up in just a moment. Right now, Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on baseball in the playoffs. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Welcome back. A couple more minutes. Boomer and Geo are here, as are we. Yankees win game one. ALDS, they beat Cleveland. Rangers took their season opener. What else you got? Jerry, Brett Favre uh, denies any wrongdoing in his uh, welfare case. What about the text messages? Well, he's blaming the media, Jerry. Detail. What about the text messages? Well... No, because I read I read his yeah his smear campaign yeah, against he's being him. Smeared by the media. The problem again are as the state auditor said, the text messages, not message messages. Messages, you say that look horrible, and he wrote them. Well, the media didn't. Jerry, he said, "quote No one ever told me, and I did not know that funds designated for welfare recipients were going to the university or me." So he shut the know. f up. <laughs> okay, that's fine. But what about the text message where he specifically said, "No one will find out about this," right? <laughs> that one he didn't address. Oh, okay. Specifically, other than the media smear campaign against him, he's in trouble, man. Yeah, I, that's I get it. You got to defend yourself, right? Here's what I would do: hire a really good lawyer. Yeah, the best. That's what I would do: hire a lawyer. Salino and Barnes. Well, you went with them already. Oh, that's they're busy. The, yeah, this isn't an injury I, thing. Hi, this is Brett Favre. Is this Salino and Barnes? I need a case. <laughs> well, we're actually we're representing the guy that uh, got a concussion being leveled by one of the Rams dudes while he yeah. was carrying a pink smoke bomb. Did you see the guy in California that got the uh, the 22 years in prison? The Angels employee for giving Tyler Skaggs yeah. the drugs? 22 years. Damn. That happened yesterday. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's a long time. He's 48. When he gets out, he'll be 70. So he's going to jail for 22 years for yeah. giving drugs. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.